0: We
1: have Liz Ive. Liz Ive. Liz I've right now for the Glory 2020 preview. We may give some predictions as well, talk about all the matches, talk about what we think Impact is doing right now, which I think Impact is doing relatively well. I'm I'm really excited about what – I'm really excited about everything Impact is doing right now. I think they're, they're really putting on some good things. Uh, DJ is here right now. Justin is also here. Casey is probably going to join us a little bit later to talk about ken shamrock and then adam will have some thoughts about ken shamrock of course being inducted into the impact wrestling hall of fame uh real quick before we get into the show um we are talking about Bound for glory 2020 uh and if you are listening slash watching of course you can see on your screen if you are watching you can see uh the many platforms you can listen to us on slash watch us on youtube of course um the nc classic wrestling podcast on youtube spotify apple Podcasts, anchor and on google as a uh, I like to say Googlable, and that's exactly what we are. It's Googlable. Uh, but also uh, if you are listening, Facebook.com slash ICW podcast, that's where you can usually catch us live first. Typically either Facebook or YouTube, typically Facebook first, then YouTube. Um, then we hit all the other platforms. So if you're looking for you know to find us and, and you're like, where are they? You know, I want to watch them live, I wanna see what they're up to, I wanna see what kind of crazy shenanigans they're getting into tonight then uh, Facebook is definitely where you want to start, and then, of course, the rest of the platforms that you see on your screen right now. Uh, we're going to let the intro play, mm-hmm. give you guys a chance to like us, give you guys a chance to follow us wherever you need to, um, give, give you guys a chance to also go follow the True TrueJSB uh, and Juggernaut097 on YouTube as well if you want some other uh, baseball content, wrestling content, whatever you may like. But we're going give to you, give you guys a chance to, to do all of those things, you know, cross your I's, dot your T's, uh, that was not right. Dot your eyes, cross your you? Oh man, this man!
0: Somebody get that man.
1: <laughs> We're gonna let you guys do all of that, and then uh, we'll be right back uh, for our Bound for Glory preview. We'll see you guys in just a little bit.
2: Let's get it. Welcome to the Instant Classic Wrestling <clears> Podcast. <throat> only podcast that is always an instant classic.
0: And you're
2: new. And we want to punch Jim Cornette in the face repeatedly until he bleeds because he's stupid.
3: And are fat!
2: We will see you on the flippity-dippity. Oh, yeah.
1: Alright, and we are back right here for our Bound for Glory preview here um we're talking all about bound for glory actually on the wrong screen here but there we go that looks a lot better um not our week seven preview you can find that just in case you weren't wondering like well, week seven football, what's going football. on um two different subjects <laughs> if, if you, i mean if you were wondering you know you can find us on uh, on uh anchor for that or, or spotify or even facebook it's on facebook now it's on youtube so it's on all those platforms I mentioned before Uh, so if you were a little confused because i was a little confused uh you know feel free to 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 hit us up on on, on there as well but um nonetheless bound for glory 2020 i guess we'll give our our first kind of overall thoughts on impact what's going on with impact you know because we keep hearing they're going out of business but they're still kicking after over 20 years uh so i mean and i think i mean let's be honest justin i think impact's out here putting some of the best uh content the wrestling content we have on the planet right now. I mean, when you look at Raw and SmackDown and SmackDown I, I think is, is actually very good. Raw is is hit or miss, it's kind of iffy. It has its good parts, it has its bad parts. Uh y- of course you got AEW and we talked about it before. AEW has this kind of this like it, it's also hit or miss. Like the main event scene is awesome, the tag team scene is awesome, the women's division is kind of eh. and the mid-card is kind of eh. and um, and then, of course, you have what, what what's what else do we have? We have the um, I mean with I mean I guess I guess with Impact, uh, we get a more rail well-rounded show. I feel like I think Impact kind of ticks all the boxes relatively well. I think their their women's division is really good. They got a you know really solid tag team division. Some of the other mid-card stuff is, is usually pretty good. That may be their weak point is some of the feuds outside of championships. Sometimes it's not all the time. It's it's every once in a while they'll have a feud that's just kind of like, really? You know, it's just kind of like, for real? So, you know, I mean that that's kind of how I feel with that, but I mean how how do you feel about, you know, impact and and kind of what they're doing and and you know what what they got going on because I mean I I'm I'm enjoying it I you know I find myself struggling a little bit to watch everything that's going on but you know for the most part when I do watch Impact I do enjoy it.
0: Yeah, see, I actually you know we we talk we talk off camera a lot you know, and I've been telling you how I've been feeling about Impact, which I've been liking. Like most of these storylines, have been happening. The build up to Bound for Glory has been fairly pretty good. Um, and I, I feel like why Teenage doesn't get talked about much. is because you know it's on a smaller channel. Like I feel like some people don't ha- you know don't have. De- I'm not Destination America. That that was a while back. <laughs> don't have access TV, and I feel like that's why. And they go like, "Oh yeah, you know, you know, Teenage gets talked about negatively." They go like, "Oh yeah, they're, they're just going to do some sh- weird shenanigans on there." You know, people can't take it seriously. Well, I mean, yeah, they do that sometimes, but they do they do put out good content here, and they have been putting out a lot of stuff. I mean, a lot better than Raw. I mean, like you said, Raw is hit or miss. I mean, and also AEW is hit or miss also because, like you said, the mid-card division is kind of there. But I tell you, the knock division, great. Main event scene is great. Their tight team division is great. Like, bro, like, they got some great stuff going on here in Impact. And I, I'm just liking every minute of it. I mean, like I said, um, there's some stuff that, I'm like, oh, why did they go with that decision? Like, why are they booking it this way? Sometimes, some things I'm really confused with, like, like what? And i have just enjoying. I've been enjoying a lot of this as of recent, though. And you know, I've been talking to DJ a lot about you know what's been going on, and it's it's been pretty good in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I I definitely agree. I've definitely enjoyed Impact. Um, I've definitely enjoyed everything they've had to offer for us. You know, um, I I think they they just, I guess because it's two hours too, I think that helps a lot. We kind of, you know, I think we've forgotten how good a two-hour show can be.
0: Even even an hour show is good. Like, you look at NXT. I mean... I feel like if you have too many, uh, too much hours, like especially, like we go for raw, to example, I mean, it just drags on and on. Like towards that third hour, you're, you're falling asleep. You're, you're dissolving out. You're like, I don't care anymore, you know, cause you have to do a whole bunch of filler stuff. But with two hours, you could do, you could fit as much, you know, all the stuff that you need to fill there which i I like that you know a two-hour show is good even like one hour shows are fine enough with me but you go ahead go back to what you're saying
1: right i mean i i definitely agree i think uh you know having a two-hour show is i i I think it may be the perfect amount like one hour show i think always leaves you wanting a little bit more a two-hour show like, it gives you just enough to where, like, like we talked about with Raw, three hours is just far too much. But I don't want to get too much on, on a tangent about Raw uh, or or, uh, or WWE or anything like that because we have other discussions, of course, that we want to talk about. Um, but uh, let's jump into the Call Your Shot gauntlet match, um, which, which I, I'm, I'm pretty excited for to, to see, you know, what this is going to turn out, you know, how this is going to turn out Uh it's. I think this is an intergender match, right? Or am I wrong? Is this yeah, this or? is
0: an intergender match because, um. Well, so it was a couple weeks ago on Impact that had Alicia Edwards and well, they had this big tag team match. I, I really can't remember which who was on each team. I think it was okay. It was Rhino, Heath. Uh Alicia Edwards, uh there's somebody else on the team. Um I'm just, this my this is blanking out right here. Um, Alicia Edwards, Ryan O'Heath, and who is the other people? Um I really can't think of the people off the top of my head. Like there's some mind there's some wrestlers blanking out my mind. But yeah, this is the intergender match to to to, to what you're about to say there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I think I I'm I'm Interested in this match because it's one of those matches that like it's it's almost like Feast or Fired without the Fired part. You know, I think Feast or Fired books you into a corner a little bit because you have to get rid of somebody or you have to be on the verge of somebody walking away to do Feast or Fired, and then it books you into a corner because you're sitting there thinking, well, what if you didn't want to fire? Blah blah blah. So you know that kind of hurts you too a little bit. You know, if you didn't want to fire that person. That can be a, a, a harmful thing, but um, so it's got AC Romero, Alicia Edwards, Cody Deener, Brian Myers, Havoc, Heath, Hernandez, Larry D, Rhino, Ty Valkyrie, Tanil Dashwood, Tommy Dreamer, and uh, somebody that could be a it's to be determined. So it could be a possible return, uh, could be a debut. We we talked a little bit about um Zach Ryder coming in possibly. We talked a little bit about about that beforehand. Uh, before we went live today, we, we, we talked about m- maybe it being Zack Ryder because, you know, uh, Zack Ryder didn't yeah, sign from, a contract. He doesn't have a contract,
0: yeah. Yeah, with he doesn't have AW. a contract
1: with AEW, so it could be it could be Zack Ryder. Um, Heath is already in it, so it won't be Heath. But, you know, that I mean, I, I think that's kind of interesting too, like like how that is, you know. Um, that's a very interesting match. It, it really makes for a very interesting match because you got – Women mixing it up with men, you don't. And and I think it, it's one of those like it's one of those decisions that I think some people will look at and be like, "Why would they do that?" But at the same time, like, there's a lot of matches where you feel like if there's not other people in it, like women in it or something like that, like it's very very predictable. But with this match, and I think you had alluded to this uh, when we had talked earlier, with this match, I'm pretty sure if Heath or Rhino don't win, then So if Rhino doesn't win, Rhino loses his contract. No, if Rhino or Heath don't win, Rhino loses his contract. And I think Heath also doesn't get a contract, right?
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah.
1: So, you know, it kind of makes you feel like obviously Heath's going to win this. Uh, But then you also wonder, too, like what championship would Heath – so is Heath going to get a championship match or is Heath just fighting for the contract? Because I don't know if that
0: was ever explained. Uh, See, I don't think that was ever, they ever explained that, but I I would assume he would get a championship match because it's a Collier shot match. And they say whoever wins, you know, whoever wins the match can go for any title that want. So even if a woman wins, a woman will win this match, like say, I don't know, Dash Dashwood, say she wins, she can go for the X Division title. She can go for the world title. She can go for the knockouts championship. Or heck, I mean, I've been hearing rumors that they might be bringing some tie team, the tie team, chip, when, like women's tie team titles. Because I remember a, a long time ago, they ha- actually had some knockouts tie team championships a while back. So that would be interesting. Like, hey, you know, or maybe we want to go for the tie titles, you know. could be interesting because we have a lot of women's, like, tie team wrestlers tagging up. And why I call coming here? I'm going <laughs> to ignore that. <laughs> always something. Hey, always, always something. something. <laughs> oh, something. Um, but, something. But yeah, like you said, I mean, you would think that Heath Slater is going to win this match, but I mean, it's it's just kind of hard to predict. You know, you never know which way Impact is going to go with a, with a lot of things. Um, but if I was to predict this match, I'm going to say stay safe and say that Heath wins this match. Um, but. Yeah, that's what I would say though.
1: And I, I don't really know how he could possibly lose this match. You know, this is like that's like the biggest storyline I think in the whole deal is that Heath would get his contract and and, you know, finally finally get his contract, you know, and
0: And also Rabble has to come in at entrance number one and Hernandez gets to come as entrance number twenty because they just had a match on um in fact okay, so now I remember who the people were. So it was Heath Rhino, Hernandez, uh, Alicia Edwards, and um, I'm going to say it was uh, Brian Myers. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong with the last person, Brian Myers. But, yeah, I, I remember Hernandez won that match. And so he gets to have the number 20 spot in this match. So he's the last person to come out. And Rhino has to come in at number one. I remember that now.
1: Right, so and and I mean Hernandez's role with Impact has been interesting too, you know, with, with their whole deal because you know they've been doing you know the whole money thing with Reno Scum and all that too. Um, but I mean, definitely, I I like Impact's gauntlet matches because you know of the way they do them. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be a pin and give up gauntlet match or it's going to be over the top rope and then pin pin and give up at the end. But the cool part is there is usually. Some sort of one fall decision to end the match at worst, so that that's one of the one of the nice parts about it, you know, is you get that uh, you get that kind of pin and give up, you know, one fall could end this match type of a deal. So I I do like that about you know Impact's gauntlet matches, but uh, I guess we can move forward into Eddie Edwards versus Ken Shamrock with Sammy Callahan. Um, do you understand this feud? I, I I've missed the build up to this feud because the last so, time I checked, uh, Ken Shamrock and Call- Callahan were uh, at each other's throats. So,
0: yeah. So it was a few weeks ago. Um, Eddie Edwards. He was the show was getting ready to go off air, and Eddie Edwards was going backstage, and the it, everything just goes dark, and he gets attacked by somebody, and Eddie Edwards was trying to t- figure out who it was. And let and lo and behold, it was Ken Shamrock. I mean, you know, you know, Sam McCallahan and Edwards—they had their rivalry back in the past. You know, were um like whole the whole last year they had their rivalry. And like like you said, um, that Ken Shamrock and um, Sam McCallahan—they were at each other's throats a while back. But like they were kind of they, they a few weeks ago they were kind of you know bickering apart. They're like, oh yeah, like full, you know. I don't want to be, you know, beating all these, attacking all these people. But then he's kind of like, okay, you know, I kind of like bringing about the old kid Shamrock. So this is kind of how this is happening. So, and I, it kind of makes sense a little bit, but at the same time, you're like, like, what? Like, kid Shamrock, where does he fit with this? But, you know, they were tight team champions. Like they're were they taking champions? No, they weren't. Um I think they com- pe-
1: they competed for them. I think.
0: They competed for him at Simon Versary. That's what I'm kind of getting in my mind. Like they you know, they to together as a team. And then yeah, that happened. Um but if I would have to predict this match, I mean since you know Ken Shamrock is going to through the Hall of Fame. Hmm. I would say that Ken Shamrock because, you know, why they could lose on going into the Hall of Fame. You know, which we'll get into later on in the night. Yeah, like Um, but
1: it, it's ahead. one of those scenarios too, Justin, where it's like, what does what what does Eddie have to lose from losing to Ken Shamrock? You know? Um, because, I mean, Eddie just came off of a world title run. So I think he's, mm-hmm. I think he's pretty okay. Uh, I think he's got pretty good standing, uh, with, you know, with, with the company. Uh, yeah. so I mean, I, I, I think, I think he'll be fine in, in, in that regard. But, uh, but I mean, I, I think it could be a good match because of Ken's methodical style, you know, versus Eddie Edwards kind of throw it all at the wall type of a style, you know, kind of, you know, all hands on deck type of a wrestling style that he has um and and he's still running with that gritty character too so you know when you're running with that gritty character you know you kind of have you know that part too you know that the fact that you have a gritty character definitely it, it blends it blends well with with ken shamrock i think
0: yeah, I, I would 100% agree. Like, both these kind of characters, you know, they're both very, um, you know, they both have that brawling type of style. You know, they both like to do a little um, map-based wrestling. Like, this is going to be a really fun, interesting match. And I feel like that Sam McCallaghan can have a point, you know, can have a, you know, kind of interrupt this match. So I could see Sam McCallaghan getting involved. But, yeah, I'm going to say that Kid Chairman will win this match.
1: Right. Um. um And then, of course, uh, Moose and EC3 interjecting here to uh, bring us to our next match, uh, which is uh, Moose versus EC3. Uh, Is this for the TNA World title?
0: I don't think it is. They never really clarified. I mean, sometimes, too, they they never really clarified. Like, oh, if this is for the title, and also it's going to be at an undisclosed location.
1: Right, yeah, it's supposed to be at an undisclosed location. (laughs) So it's weird because... um, EC3 threw away the TNA world title and then had it the next week, uh, which was like a little mind games type deal. I'm surprised they didn't put the title on the line because I get it. They're they're still saying it's a fake title. You know, it, it, it's, it's not a real title that's to be defended in an impact ring. But at the same time, like, this is the source of the feud. The source of the feud is the title. Moose thinks he's the world champion. EC three is trying to destroy the world championship and all you know and everything that it means. So why not just go ahead and let Moose I mean and and, and it's possible that they that they're kinda of doing it like they were before where it's technically not for the world title but they'll announce that it's for the world title and Moose isn't gonna parade around like it's for the world title and, and all of that maybe. Uh they might continue with 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 the um that that whole narrative uh no pun intended. Uh but I mean I'm loving what EC3 is doing right now. I'm loving what Moose is doing too. I think Moose's little character with the the title has been hilarious. And then EC3's new darker character, his new, uh, kind of not, it's not a demented character. It's just more of a, like, I'm tired of this type of a character. I'm done with all of this type of a character. I'm done with the, with the hoopla. I'm done with the being the pretty boy. I'm, I'm done with, being dixie carter's nephew like i'm done with all that i'm done with being from royalty like this is who i truly am type of a character so i mean i, I think this is an interesting character and casey and i have talked about it in the past too but we feel like this shows ec3's versatility a little bit you know um this shows how versatile he is as a as a character as a wrestler uh and and i think that's pretty cool but uh how, how are you feeling about EC3 and, and moose the undisclosed location? This could be one of those matches too that uh, is kind of a brawl, but more like a boneyard match, a uh, firefly funhouse type match, one of those little cinematic matches that I think we've really learned to enjoy a lot in uh, you know in, in wrestling late as of late just because of the pandemic and and how unique the circumstances are.
0: Yeah, i actually been liking this rivalry. Like, I've been liking these vignettes and, like, promos that uh, EC3 has been putting on. And I like how he's been, like, really dark, you know, saying, control your narrative. And, like, he's put, kind of been going back on um, Moose's past and stuff and kind of making Moose feel like this crazy guy. And, like, you know, Moose has been going up to Scott D'Amour saying, yeah, Scott, the more thinking, yeah, you're crazy, you know, because, like, you know, this is kind of a fake a fake title and stuff. And, I mean, I like both these character developments. And this is a lot with impact, you know, like character development, like having people kind of be crazy. You know, like you have EC3 here, you know, you have Eric Young, he's crazy also. Um, You have Sue, you have Stu, or, you know, Sue Young or Susie, right. whatever whatever they want to call her. I mean, you just have a lot of crazy characters. Even here. Eddie you have, Edwards. I mean, you have Eddie Edwards, you have him. You have Rosemary. I mean, you just have a lot of these crazy people, like, on the brink of, like, snapping and, and, like, I, I like this. And I, I definitely agree. Like, I think this is going to be a really cinematic match here. And like like I said, we kind of gotten into like this um, COVID type of era, if that's what you want to call it, or like the pandemic era of wrestling to be, you know, to get we're accustomed to these cinematic matches, you know, on these pay per views.
1: Do do you think I mean. that it's uh, you know, do, do you think that it's forced companies to be a little bit more creative, you know, in the way they book things because especially with Impact, Impact doing the whole no crowd thing and. And that's another thing that we wanted to, I I think, mention a little bit too. Is we hope that they have some people in the crowd because I think having no crowd really does take away from the matches. I think I, I I think Impact is doing a lot of good stuff, but I hate that there's nobody, there's not even any sort of crowd noise at any point because I think it takes away from being able to enjoy it.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. Like I, I think, well, maybe just um, if they don't have any crowd. At least for the main event, have a crowd. Like, what we'll, we'll talk about that main event here later. Like, I, I mean, I talked about this with DJ a few nights ago. Like, how I think, you know, that main event how personal it kind of is. You know, they need to have a crowd for that match. But like I said, like with this promos that they've been putting on, it, it just sometimes it feels like really weird. Like with them. Kind of talking to nobody and like having no reaction. Yeah. Like I don't know, it just feels weird. And it, I it definitely feels, agree. Doesn't
1: it feel like they have to work a little harder to to get their point across? Like, like I, I mean, the there was one promo that I watched. I mean, I enjoy most of Impact's promos, but there was one promo that I watched that I was like, "Whoa!" Like, like I was really like, "Whoa!" That's how you cut a freaking promo, and that was when. That was when I was listening to um, Trey Miguel cut his promo in his feudal days Austin. That promo that he cut before that match uh, that he was gonna have with them after they attacked him was amazing. Like one of the best impact promos I felt like I'd heard in a, in a very, very long time, and I think impact does have a strong suit at promos. Um, so I mean, I think it's just, like, like I think the cr- the crowd being missing. Uh, you know, we've had, had a chance to get used to it. We've had a chance to, like, try to be okay with it. But I think at the same time, like, it's still weird. You know, it's still – there's still something missing, um, and it's, you know, uh, 100,000 people. <laughs> you know, like, like there's still something missing in wrestling. And I think sometimes it's hard to enjoy um, because you try to, like, put your bonders on and really enjoy it. But then you miss the ooh and the ah – and the, you know, even the, the little campy chants that they use, uh Fight Forever or something like that. You miss that, though. You know, you still miss that, unfortunately. But, um you know, you have any, I mean, any thoughts it, on that? Even
0: if they don't have any, you know, crowd, at least have the wrestlers, you know, standing around on rank side right. or something. Like, have, like, a little bit of, you know, or, like, I mean, having some piped in noises even will help also. But then again, sometimes pumped and noises kind of makes it sound weird. But like, but you know, there's like no crowd there. You know what I mean? So then that kind of goes like, oh, that's awkward a little bit. You know? Right. But yeah, I just feel like TNA needs to have a little bit of a crowd or something because it, it just feels weird so at some points. Like, well, it's weird because they're the, the only ones that
1: haven't it. responded too. Like they're the only ones that haven't responded to like not having. And Ring, crowd.
0: Ring of Honor hasn't also. Yeah. Sorry. I know that because I was watching, um, you know, because EC three, you know, he's he showed up in Ring of Honor, which has kind of been, you know, a, you know, different to me. Um, but yeah, these are like the really two companies that in America, I mean, you know, over, you know, in different countries, you know, like over in Japan, and you know, in New Japan, they actually been having fans actually a bigger capacity of fans to actually be able to to come in and actually watch the shows because they actually been handled this pandemic correctly, but you know, we're not gonna talk about politics right here because you know we're not we're not gonna talk about that. But they actually been handled this pandemic correctly, other than America. Exactly. and oh I mean AEW, they, they had like a little capacity, you know, at their shows, you know, like a fifteen percent capacity or so, which has kind of helped out a little bit, you know, rather than just having the wrestlers but yeah i definitely agree you know having fans actually around the ring and like actually cheering and booing really helps out like really puts into like if the show is gonna be good or bad
1: exactly um moving into the x division championship match uh which we have it's a six-way interesting match here uh ender gender scramble match for the exhibition championship rohi raju is the champion because nobody can beat rohit um chris bay jordan grace tjp trey mcgill willie mack um how jordan grace got in this you may ask is uh and justin that cleared this up for me and i actually had just watched this part of impact before we came on but jordan grace actually defeated rohit and rohit uh took the I mean, she thought she won the title but rohit was like no 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 this wasn't a uh you know, this wasn't a title match, this was just a a challenge, so I I thought that was funny, like, and and we've talked about this too, Casey and I have talked about this, like, I did not like Rohit Raju at all, and then he wins the title, and I'm just like, I love this man, like, like he just, like, I don't know, he just, he's done a good job with it, I think it's built his character up, especially his singles character, because we don't, we didn't know what his singles character was, we barely knew what the Desi Hit Squad was, you know, at the point, so, I mean... This has been good, though. Like, like like his his run so far, I think his run has been better than Chris Bay's run, uh, which is crazy, because I like Chris Bay, but I felt like Chris Bay always looked lost to me. Um, like, I like Chris Bay. I love his music. Like, he had me bobbing my head to his music every time he comes out. But at the same time, my thoughts are, wait a minute, like, why do you, why do you look like you don't belong? Why do you look lost? Why do you look, you know, he just didn't, he didn't look comfortable with the title for some reason. Like, and it's it's probably my fault for not watching impact as much and, you know, seeing him kind of in, in random spurts and, and, or see, or, or even when I was seeing him week after week after week, I didn't know much about him. I didn't know much about his character. I didn't know much about who he was. He didn't, he didn't really talk as much as you would think he would too. So, and that's a lot, especially for a heel that's huge in character development. So I don't know. Like, 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 I'm loving Rohit as the champion. I do hope Chris Bay does at some point get it back. But I I don't think there's any way Rohit comes out of this match with the title. Like, it would be cool if he did. But, like, and the hard part is I don't know who would win it. Like, I I got a feeling they're going to try to pull the trigger on Jordan Grace and let her win it. I I just, I I don't know what it is. And, And we all know how I feel about Jordan Grace. I love Jordan Grace, but I did not like her run as knockout champion. So, my fear is she gets the X Division Championship, and I feel the same way about doing Grace as I felt with the Knockouts Championship. Uh, and then it kind of brings the X Division back down to earth, where I think the X Division is kind of at a high right now, especially with the talent that they have. Pro Hit Raju is cool. I love. I do like Chris Bay. I, I love TJP, of course. I love Trey Miguel. That would be another person that would be a great champion is, is is Trey Miguel. Willie Max already had the title, so he's not going to get it back. But I I could. You know, we talked about this before we came on, you know, to, I feel like they could give it to Jordan Grace and really try to push that no limits thing. They don't do that a lot. Um, They did a good job with Willie Mack. You know, he was a bigger guy who won the exhibition championship because for a while we felt like the exhibition championship was a freaking cruiserweight title, a glorified cruiserweight title for a little bit. But it's cool. Like, you know, it brings us back to like when Samoa Joe was winning the exhibition championship and guys like that who were bigger guys, even when Lashley won it, where it felt like, whoa, like, like, okay, you know, this is this is kind of cool. So if Jordan Grace and does, even win when it, Matt,
0: Matt Morgan even won it back yeah, in the day, you know, right,
1: right, you know. So if Jordan Grace does win it, I think it'll be cool. But I hope they're able to use her in a proper way for it to be a really cool run. That that's that's how I'm feeling. Um, prediction wise, I'm gonna just go ahead and go with Jordan Grace. Even though I hope it's I hope it's Trey Miguel, but I'm gonna go with Jordan Grace.
0: Um, you know, I'm actually I like what they've been doing, with Rohit, because like say now you know he's gonna he's defending the title, but no he hasn't been really you know he's like guy been sneaking his way out like of actually you know he's kind of he's been winning these matches you know like winning by disqualification or saying no 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 like no nah, I'm this ain't for the title though you know he's gonna win. Like, or the other person gonna win, like, no, but it ain't, ain't for a title. I like how he's been kind of saying that he has been defending at the same time he hasn't been, <laughs> like, which I like. Like, I kind of predicted, I like, go, like, yeah, this is gonna be a multi-man match because he like, goes, like, yeah, I'll give you the shot for the title, Trey, <laughs> but no, he never get. you know, he actually gave the shot, but then he becomes this chicken shit heel. And then he goes like, yeah, I'll give you the shot, Chris Bay. You know, he goes like, Trey, you have to go back to the end of the line. And then, you know, he gives him the shot. He's he like, oh, no, then he becomes scared. With, <laughs> I like this. And he says, oh, yeah, I'll give you the shot, TJP. But now Chris Bay and Trey, you have to go to the end of the line. And then it's just a crazy mess over here in the X Division, which <laughs> I like this 100%. Um, like you said about the Jordan Gray thing, if you know, I I wouldn't be surprised if they actually do give the title to her, but I don't really want them to because I'm starting to become you know DJ. You started getting me like don't like, no, I'm just really not liking this Jordan grace like I don't know she's just really too dimensional for me. I don't know, like I liked her back at anniversary, but I don't know why I don't like her here, and apparently, you know, I've been hearing rumors that she's you know gonna be released from her contract soon or something like that, like so that's why she's been making like an only fans or whatever or what or like, like a um. Um, Patreon, like, selling bikini pictures of herself or whatever to actually do some things. Um, hmm. Like like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if Jordan Grace wins. But I kind of want Rohit to actually retain his style here. And he could actually do it. You know, he could get a sneaky roll up here, you know, be having a great match, and then he just rolls up somebody. Now, if the pick who would actually take the pinfall here, Hmm. I'd say okay. Willie Mack that would take the pinfall. You know, this the uh, you know, and you know, you still make everybody look strong because you know it's a you know it's a multi man match. You know, you could have Rohit come in this take do like a sneaky roll up and retain the title here. Um, yeah, I'm actually gonna say Rohit, Rohit. actually retains the title here. Yeah, I'm saying he retains. Rohit. Yeah, Rohit Raju retains the title. He's, he's the realest <laughs> champion here in this company he can go uh, beat anybody moving
1: uh, <laughs> into the tag team title match, a four way tag team title match uh, it is the Motor City Machine Guns it is um, the Good Brothers, the North and Ace Austin and Madman Fulton this is an interesting match here, I'm, I'm so surprised, like I know Ace Austin and Madman Fulton have kind of been in everything, uh, but I'm a little surprised. I don't like them. As, I I just don't love them as a tag team. Like, literally every, and I like Ace Austin a lot, but literally every time they come on the screen, I turn my TV or I uh will fast forward through it because I don't care about them enough as a tag team. They, you know, for some reason, they're just not enjoyable to me. I, 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 I like Ace Austin by himself or I like, Madman Fulton being the muscle, but I just don't like them teaming together, they just, it just doesn't, it doesn't work for me, so I wish they weren't really in this match, I like that the North are in this match, because they're still vying for those titles, and, and, you know, I think, like like we we talked about before, them being an old school tag team, them being a tag team that's very serious about the titles, that like, takes the titles, and takes losing the titles to the machine guns very seriously, like, you know that's very you know their whole character is very interesting and and I've always felt like you know the North took losing the title so seriously that like what are you gonna do with them you know now that they're not champions uh and of course the machine guns being in it I think this is gonna be a, an incredible match it could be match of the night possibly the, the, this is gonna be really good the North bring a style of their own uh good good brothers bring a style of their own. Uh, Shelly and Sabin bring that kind of, you know, that, that high fly, more of a high flying type of a style. And of course, Madman Fulton bring that yin and yang type of a, a flow with the, the power and the speed type of a tag team. So, I mean, you got four different tag teams that, that get their job done in, done in different ways. Um, and at least three of them are, are very good teams. You know, three of them are, are very entertaining teams. I think the, machine guns retain here but if anybody does win this match it's going to be the good brothers i think um you know because because the good brothers seem like they're ready to take the titles but i don't know if they want to take the titles off of the machine guns this quickly the issue is you know i don't know when impact's next pay-per-view is going to be to take the title i off think the it's guns.
0: it's going to be next uh in november which is a uh, charity point like it's well, it's not a pay per view. It's a special on Impact Plus, right? Um, which that's what kind of want to talk about later on in the show. I like talk about why they don't put pay per views on Impact Plus, like right away. Yeah, but
2: uh, no,
0: go, go ahead. Yeah, no, you go ahead. I'll let you talk here.
1: No, I, I was just gonna say, yeah, that is a interesting uh thing that they don't put. Their pay per views on Impact Plus. Like, I just think I just find that interesting, but continue.
0: Um, but no, on this matchup, like, I definitely agree about Man Man Fulton and Ace Austin. I just think they're, you know, this tight division is amazing. Like, it's probably the second best tight division in, you know, any wrestling company, you know, in, in America over here. Well, like everything AEW, 'cause AEW you cannot touch that tight division. I mean, you got so many tight teams up the gang over there in in AEW. But here in you know, like uh, here in Impact, you still you have an great tight team division. I mean, you got the North, you got the Murder City machine guns, you got you know, of course, even Ace Austin and Man Man Fulton, you got the good brothers. You got, uh, who else we got here? Um, Sammy Callahan and even um, and Ken Shamrock, you got them. You got a Triple X, is it Triple XL or Double XL? Triple XL. I can't remember, Triple XL. Tri- you got a Triple XL. You got the Rascals. Um, he's got so many, t- you got Heath and Rhino. You got a lot of tight teams you could throw in over here. Um, so I really like the stuff that they're doing. So I think any team can really win this match. Um, but the way they've really been building up the Get Brothers, I think it's going to be them who, re- who win the Dallas there. And why not pull the trigger on them, you know, to have some great, you know, shocking moments at like the biggest pay-per-view of the year. And that can lead to some great matches in the future. I mean, you can also, you know, have the um, – maybe at the you know next pay-per-view, you can have the Get Brothers, you know – they can um, – no, the, the Mercy Machine Guns can have a rematch, you know, for the titles at the next pay-per-view. And you could just have some great matches going forward. So I'm going to say that the Good Brothers win here, you know, just after their hot stuff that they've been going on. They're one of the highest tight teams in the world. I mean, you know, ever since leaving WWE, so – Yeah, I just like the stuff that they're doing over here and especially their whole podcast that they had um, this past week on um, Access TV the talking shop that's amazing if you haven't checked it out I think it's on um, Impact Plus you can can go check that out you know kind of plugging out the Impact Plus here but no yeah I say that the Gabb Brothers win here
1: yeah um yeah, I, I, I'd have to agree. I, I think if anybody's going to win, it's going to be the Good Brothers because I think they wanted to put the titles on them from day one. But um, it was cool how they brought them in. I think it was nice to put Ace Austin and Madman Fulton kind of over with them uh, and help them as a tag team. I just, you know, we know how I feel about Ace Austin and, and Madman Fulton at this
0: point. But, uh definitely agree. And also, they don't even have an... back to that subject about Madman Fulton and Ace Austin, they don't even have a tag team name. Like, that's one thing that's weird. I mean, you got the, I mean, you have the Rascals, you have Triple XL, you got the North, you got, uh, who else? Motor, is Motor you, um, City Machine
1: Guns, the Good Brothers. Motor
0: City Machine Guns, the Good Brothers, and they're the one, they a team without a name. Like, what? That <laughs> I mean, doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's like, like, it's like calling them the, the Washington football team, like, without a name. They're That's what they basically are. <laughs> I, I can like, definitely understand that one. <laughs> like what? For the people who don't watch football, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. And then, uh,
1: of course, we have Yana Perrazzo and Kylie Rae, um coming up as well. Um, I think this is going to be a really good match. I, and I, I love how they've extended this feud. Um, they did a really good job of extending this because this was one of those feuds that like, with like, as soon as Deonna Purrazzo won the title, Kylie Rae became the number one contender because it was on the same night. So with Wrestle House, they were able to extend this feud and let Deonna Purrazzo continue to build herself. And one thing that Wrestle House was great at was Wrestle House was a unique way to build characters. Like, I didn't care anything about Triple X L until I watched WrestleHouse. Um, there were some other things that, like, I didn't really know much about the Deaners until I watched WrestleHouse. You know, like, like WrestleHouse just did a lot of character building, I think, that we didn't really get to see. Even with Johnny Bravo, even with Rosemary, you know, is she human, is she not human? You know, is she a monster? Does she have a sweet side? Same thing with Suzy. It lets you see Suzy through another lens, too, so i i like that this has been extended but i think deanna Praza wins she hasn't had a title long enough to lose right now i do like kylie with what they're doing with kylie with the whole Susie deal and and her taking it really personally i feel as if i feel as if they're gonna either do a feud between those two with kylie ray and Susie, like they're gonna turn kylie heel or something because she has been showing some uh Angry tendencies, uh, you know, as opposed to her, her normal smiley character, which is hilarious. Uh, so, I mean, I could see that happening, but I, but I don't know, you know, I, I don't know what, what, uh, Diana's gonna have up her sleeve, but I think she's gonna win. And I wonder is, is, is Sue Young gonna, cause like that's been the whole deal with this whole thing. They've been, you know, cause I feel like Susie's hurt now. So is Sue Young gonna like come out and, and maybe, have Kylie win or or it may even be like Sue Young comes out and shocks Kylie and that's how Deanna wins too so that you know there's a couple of different ways they could do this to be honest but i mean i'm i'm expecting a good match i'm i'm going to go with Deanna prize though
0: yeah i de- i definitely agree like i kind of like i said about um Wrestle House you know it's kind of like you know, remember what they had um, back on the WWE Network with um, Legends House? Well, it's kind of like that a little bit, but it's a little, it's a lot different, you know, a lot more wonky characters here, and a lot of stuff is kind of corny over here. I like how they go, like, you know, even with Tom bringing in Tommy Jeremy, was like, match time! Like, I freaking love that. It's awesome. Like, they even have matches going on over here. But some, like it said, some of the stuff is, like, really wonky. Like, the something they have with the Deaners, like who drank, who drank their beer and stuff, is is this so funny? Or like that match that they have with the with Triple XL, like yeah, you, you drink our beer and like they just had like a like that match is is funny. They went like all over the house and it's hilarious. And you had like Sue Young or you know Susie, you don't know if she's like gonna snap or become crazy. You know, it's like a lot. Of, Good character development with a lot of the people over there in Russell House, which I like that, which Tina is really good at you know making building characters, which I, like I said I've been really enjoying that um and also you kind of been seeing the more of a main side of Kylie Ray here, Kylie Ray after what happened at Victory Road when um uh, Susie got her arm snapped you know you, she's been you know really mad Diana Perazzo. Which I, I like seeing this kind of different, you know. I think this match is going to really pull out a new side of Kylie Ray that we haven't seen, you know, more than just a smiley, happy-go-lucky, you know, kind of like a like a Bailey type of character. So I think that we'll see more of a mean streak outside of Kylie Ray, but I don't think that they would ch- turn her heel and stuff. Like, but I feel like they would turn um, Susie into Sue Young, turn her heel. I, I could actually see that happening, seeing um, Sue Young coming out and costing Kylie Ray the match and then them having a feud. I could see that happening. Um, hmm. See, usually I, I have two, two kinds of predictions. See, a person who I want to win the match and a person who I think should win the match, which I think, hmm, I want Kylie Ray to win. I do. I really do. You know, smiley Kylie. I like her a lot. Um, But I I think it should be Deanna Purrazzo, because I feel like she hasn't defended the title as much. I mean, yeah, she did. um, When she did defend that in the 30-minute Iron Woman match against um, Jordan Grace, and she did. The, the, the that was a good match, yeah indeed. I, I really enjoyed that. Um and also you had the match at Victory Road. So she really hasn't had much title defenses here. So I think ha- keep the title on her for, for a little while longer. Maybe at another pay-per-view you can have um Kylie Ray take the title because I think they need to pull that trigger with Kylie Ray. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it might be Hard to Kill or something like that. Yeah, Yeah. I think
1: that is the beginning of the year pay-per-view, but um, sorry if you guys couldn't hear me on that one. Um, But yeah, I think Deanna Parrazzo should hold the title until Hard to Kill, uh, at worst. And that's usually their beginning of the year pay-per-view, but, uh, to the main event, well, what probably is the main event, um, a very personal feud, um, a very, uh, I think it's been very well built up that, like, one of the things that I'm loving with what Impact is doing is some of the build-ups, you know, um, this has been one of them, like, that's been building up since, uh, Slamversary, which wasn't terribly long ago like two months ago i think maybe yeah
0: it was back in july yeah
1: i was back in july so that's four months ago then um so i mean that's pretty crazy to build a feud uh, especially in in today's day and age of wrestling like where feuds are built two seconds before and and title you know title matches are are built a week before the pay-per-view so um i'm I'm excited though, you know I'm excited about this match. I think it's going to be good. I love Rich Swan uh and if you don't know about this feud, you might be like rich Swan in the world title picture, like what's going on, but with this feud the way it started with Eric Young attacking Rich Swan and basically making him retire uh and attacking his leg after after uh after Swan eliminated Young during his uh return during Slam from the uh the little gauntlet match they had for the title. Um and then he attacked Swan. Uh Swan retired. Eric Young gloated about it. Eric Young finally won the title. Swan came back. Um and you know, they they kind of pushed it off for the longest time, like like with Swan Swan getting back in the ring. Uh and then finally he was cleared to to come back and now we're getting this feud. Uh like Justin has said, a very personal feud. I'm I'm a little surprised that it's not there's no stipulation on this match because it is so personal. It's not like a cage match. It's not like uh,
0: oh, you know, like a full Mill Wayham or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah,
1: I'm a little surprised just because it is such a personal feud that they're gonna just go out there and just have a wrestling match. Uh, but I mean, nonetheless, it's not like it's gonna make it a, a bad match. I'm I'm loving what is doing. Um, I think it's like almost the exact same thing that he that he left Impact with. But, like, we're getting to see more of it. He's had more time to to mature with it. He's ma- had more time to kind of develop it some, too. Um, I think EY is going to win this match. But I wonder how they're going to keep this feud going. What are your thoughts?
0: You know, I, I definitely do agree. Like, this match is, like, really personal, like I alluded to earlier. And I feel like this is the match, if they don't have any crowd for, like, any other match – at least have something for this match because you know he's take he, EY has taken out a lot of people. I mean he's take you know he's hurt um, Eddie Edwards there for you know a while back um, you know to take the cut off him. No, he's t- he pow- I don't know if he power drive Alicia Edwards did he, he? He put his I remember it been putting his. He hands was about on to.
1: I don't think he did, but he was about to. I
0: yeah, think Tommy he,
1: Dreamer came out that time. Who was that? Tommy Dreamer came out that time.
0: Oh yeah, Tommy Dreamer. yeah, he's heard Tommy Dreamer, even that—that's who I was thinking of. Also, and so this rivalry has been very personal. You know, the world class maniac. Like, so I really love this character development. And you see, the other company, you know, WWE. You know, it's crazy that they don't know when they pick up these, you know, wrestlers, you know, from these different companies. Yeah, they pick them up. They're like, yeah, it's a great signing, but a lot of the time, they don't know what to do with these characters. You know? It's just crazy. And then he comes back to TNA, like, they just build up his character so much. Like, this is what he should have been doing in WWE, having him become this crazy lunatic guy, you know? Which, right. I just love what he's doing here. Um, but, you know, 100%, I think that is going to retain. I mean, there's no question about if he's going to retain or not. Like, He's he's not losing the title here. I mean, he just recently won it, and you know, like, like I said, this this is gonna be a really good match. And I wish it was kind of like a stipulation, like a um, a submission match, or I, I quit match, or like a like a uh, type of full metal mayhem, or you know, whatever, like a extreme match, or monsters ball, whatever, whatever you want to call it. I wish it was kind of like. Um, you know, like there was a stipulation, like a hardcore stipulation on it. But who knows? Maybe that can always happen. You know, like maybe that could change on the date of the show. You know, they go, like, Oh, yeah, let's, you know, it's, because Tina has done that in the past before. You're like, Oh, yeah, it's just going to be a hardcore match. I go, like, Okay. Yeah, did well, and it's
1: funny because people give Impact crap for giving Ewile the title when they did, you know, I mean, not, not this time, but the first time he won it um you know people give impact crap for for giving them you know giving him the title when they when they did and 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 all of that but the funny part is like if they didn't give him the title like we'd never see this character right Mm -hmm. like like think about that like like and a lot of people forget like sometimes you need that title to make me take you seriously um, you know, you need that title to make me feel like, okay, yeah, this guy really can compete with other people. Cause like, a lot of, a lot of characters, especially in wrestling, those little jokey characters, the funny characters, the comical characters, they end up being just that for far too long. You know, they end up being just that for far too long, and then after a while, you put them in a big spot, and you're like, well, they're not gonna win. So with Ey, to see him flourish a little bit. Uh, under this character, you know, to kind of see him have a really good spotlight under this character, um, is a product of them giving him the title before, you know, if they never gave him the title that first time, then, you know, he would have never, I don't think he would have ever been this world-class maniac. He would have never, we would have never saw this character and how good this character actually is. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad. And we're going to bring Casey into, uh, uh, bring him in here. Um, but yeah, like we would have never seen how good this, this character is, you know, and this character I think has really become a really amazing character, uh, for impact. I think in general, I, I think Justin, didn't you say this is some of the best work of his career you felt like?
0: Yeah, I feel like it has been because like. I mean, the way he's been, you know, doing all of his promos and stuff is like, he has this demeanor about I me, mean, like, like, on the facial expressions he's been doing, like, the, the way he's been, like, methodical about everything, this is, I love the stuff he's been doing, like, this has just been amazing stuff he's been doing. Like I said, it's crazy how they couldn't get it right in WWE. Like I said, WWE just picks up these characters and like, oh, yeah, I guess we don't have anything for you to do. And then, like, it's it's kind of sad to see what, you know, especially, you know, when they brought, you know, EC3 to WWE, you know. They're like, oh, I, you know, guess we'll have you wrestle on, you know, 205 Live, like, man, you know, whatever. But, like, I don't know, there's certain superstars or certain well, wrestlers. And, two,
1: Justin, uh, you know, Jinder Mahal is another one that I think of. And I want to think of Otis like this, too, Casey. I really do. But I just can't. Like, I can't right now. And, and like, I don't know. We didn't think of Jinder Mahal that way either before he won the title. Uh, the same thing with EY. We didn't think of EY as this guy that could really go with anybody, you know, until he won the title. So, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like – I feel like, uh you know – It's just one of those things, like, these title runs can be so huge to a superstar and, 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 you know, to a wrestler, and I think we forget that. Um, Even with, like, a guy like like Jay Lethal, uh, who came off kind of the black machismo thing and then ended up going into this great run with with Ring of Honor after the fact, but I don't know. uh, Casey, uh, you know... uh, well, welcome in. By uh, first off, for, for people don't know, Casey, of course, co host the podcast. In case you don't know, uh, or you're you know first-time viewer or something, you know, uh, and you you're not familiar with with Casey and his antics. Um, of course, he just came off of uh his NY Chats um podcast. You can uh, listen to that too. They they talk about all kinds of stuff over there. Um, but uh, nonetheless, uh, Casey, uh, how, first off, you know, how do you feel about Ey and his run and Kind of these we're kind of just discussing characters and how uh sometimes that title victory can be everything you need uh to push you to me actually taking you seriously or Justin taking you seriously or any fan well
2: see i I have a completely different mindset about it, partially because I always like mid Carters. I generally gravitate towards the mid card guys rather than really the main event and I've always been like that. I've always been more of a, you know, Jeff Hardy fan than The Rock or, you know, um uh you know Eddie Guerrero when he first came into WWE than, you know, the, the main guys. So I've always loved Eli. I've loved everything that he's ever done in, in Impact. Um, from when he was in Team Canada, which was one of my favorite gimmicks that he's done. Yes, it was goofy. Yes, it, was, it, it wasn't really serious. But it shows his, you know, range. You know, there, there's a lot of guys that it feels like they can only do one thing. Like they can only be that serious gimmick. Or they can only be that goofy gimmick. Or they can only do this. EY has shown us over the years that he can do whatever the company needs him to do or, you know, whatever, you know, is called upon him. Um, and and I think he's always been a workhorse for the company that's kind of been overshadowed. You know, you obviously had like um, guys like Christopher Daniels got the spotlight, guys like AJ Styles got the spotlight, you know, guys like Kazarian got the spotlight. You really didn't get the spotlight. Well, when,
1: and, and like you even said, too,
2: it.
1: Casey, another thing, you know, uh, guys like Christian came in and got the spotlight. Guys like yeah. Booker T came in and got the spotlight. Guys like Hogan came in and got the
0: spotlight. Booker T came in and got the spotlight, at one point.
2: And then you guys, you mentioned, you know, guys like EC3 going to w, back to WWE. When. EC3 originally started in WWE. They dropped the ball with him then. He went to Impact, became EC three, became the star that he is, went back to WWE again, and they still dropped the ball with them. Um and, and I don't I don't take that anything away from, from EC three. I think a lot of people are like, Oh, well, you know, why couldn't you be successful over in in this company or that company? Why, why, why do you why have, have to be, to be, be successful, successful in other companies? companies? Why can't you just be successful in, in one company? You know, I, you know I, I've, I've never heard, heard anyone be like, like you know, Edge, Edge was a was great WWE, WWE superstar, superstar but he WWE never worked WWE anywhere anyone else. WWE so he really like, that good. like, no, you don't say that stuff. Like, just let, let them be good where they are. Okay, so WWE didn't know what to do with him. That's fine. He's back where he's, he's stronger. Um, and I think he's also working with uh I just I, I
0: wanna say it's up with Ring of Honor. Yeah. Yeah, EC Ring yeah. of Honor.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So you know he's he's getting much more opportunity there. You know, he's able to work impact, Ring of Honor, pretty much wherever he wants. Um so Hi, okay, so
1: uh the point that we brought KCN4, which was the uh, Ken Shamrock induction. Um, also, be sure to mute your mics uh, when you're not talking. Um, but, you need to. Um, so, uh, Ken, Ken Shamrock um, being elected to the Impact Hall of Fame, um, which, I don't know, I find it, I thought it was kind of weird, and I, I, I wish Adam was here, but uh, I find it kind of weird that Adam was so taking aback, and of course, we'll get his thoughts on this as well. We'll have a a clip from him talking about how he feels about Ken Shamrock and uh, being inducted into the Impact Hall of Fame. But the interesting part about this uh, was that the Rock is supposed to do his intro video. I don't know if that's still gonna happen, if that's still a thing. Uh, but that was that was like the big news of it. It wasn't the fact that uh, Shamrock was being inducted because he he was the first NWA TNA yeah. champion.
2: Yep. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump out real quick as he sent a message to the chat going okay. we'll to see what he said. Oh. We can edit that part out. We can edit this out. We're professional podcast, <laughs>
1: but uh, but yeah, when, when Casey hops back in, uh, we'll, we'll just we'll continue, continue to discuss this. Nonetheless, though, I you know I was a little surprised because people are like, "Why is Ken Shamrock being inducted into the Impact Hall of Fame?" He ain't he only you know ain't he only been there for a bus ride uh, there and back? And I'm like, he was the first. NWA TNA champion like he was like one of the people that I'm not gonna say I mean I'm, I, I will say he was one of the people that kind of put them on the map as far as like he was one of the first big stars that went to uh you know TNA when they first started so I mm-hmm. you know I'm not really sure why people are so taken aback by Ken Shamrock being inducted in because like he is, I'm, I'm not. I, I'm not. I mean, I don't know if he's a cornerstone of impact, but given the relationships they have with AJ Styles right now, they have with Samoa Joe right now, um, you know, and some of their bigger names, even Christopher Daniels, uh, you know, Kazarian, you know, guys who like you know built the company, you'd say. Um, I don't think they're at a position where they can induct those guys. Like, I think they're kind of their hands are tied with who they can induct. I don't mm-hmm. find this a move of desperation. I find this as, number one, I think he spent like three or four years when he first came into Impact uh, with with TNA. You know, he, he spent three or four years there beforehand. And then he won, he was the first one to win the, the NWA TNA championship at the time. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't you induct him? Like, like I I wouldn't see WWE not inducting their first ever champion. Like... I mean that's kind of a big deal, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. No matter who it is, so. But I mean, how, how are you feeling about you know Ken's induction?
0: You know, I actually like that they're inducted into the Hall of Fame because like he really, really does deserve it. Like you he say, he was the first ever NWA World Champion back in 2003 or four, or somewhere around that time. I I, I wasn't watching Ken at that point because, like you like said, DJ, he's really like. He's not the most, you know, top guy on. He's not the most top guy there. But like, he's done a lot of stuff for TNA over there back in the day, you know, back early 2003, 2004. Um, So I definitely like that they're actually putting him in. And like you said, people like AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, Samoa Joe, you know, they can't really induct them right now because, you know, of situations that. You know they're in they're in contracts with different companies. You know, like you know WWE. You know WWE. Oh, actually, it was. I remember it was back in 2012 or something. I, th- I think it was that year they let Christian um come back for a show. Um, yeah, they let Christian hey, come back for a show, but just too
1: like you know, and I just got to thinking about this. Like, I mean. I feel like their hands are tied, but they may not be as tied as they think, because you know because WWE not, has I'm acknowledged them. The, them.
0: Yeah. What, what was
1: that? No, I was saying WWE has acknowledged them on a on a couple of occasions. They did a whole special with Impact footage promote, you know that promoted Impact Plus. So
0: I don't yeah, know. Yeah, true. Like, it's like maybe they might be on good hands, but like I don't know. Maybe, but I don't, do. I don't. But
1: I also don't see WWE just being like uh yeah AJ you know what yeah go over there and be inducted into their hall of fame like yeah yeah you do that like I I just don't I don't see it um and Casey what we were saying uh was I don't I don't know if you I don't don't know how when you came back in uh I'm not certain to when you came back in but uh what we were saying was I don't find this I I don't find this as a desperation move to impact to, to, to impact to induct uh Ken Shamrock into the Impact Hall of Fame because he was the first NWA TNA world champion. He did spend what it was at least two years during his first run with Impact. I think it was closer to four. Uh you know, of course he's came back. He's still in good standing with the company. So I think it makes sense. Like I mean I, I mean I don't know who else would make sense. Like, like would make more sense. You I mean you really don't have R truth. Like he's a guy who probably who you probably could induct, but you really don't have R truth. Um, you know, you, you don't have the luxury of him. You don't, I mean, I, I wouldn't say Marcus Corvan is like a huge name that you would put in there. Like, I think he was a staple of impact, but I don't know. I mean, I did, think so did the Dudley's
0: um, inducted the ball back. Yeah. The Dudley's did. Um, yeah, I was thinking about them, but you like, know.
1: you don't have the Hardys either. Like, uh, I mean, you could have inducted maybe the machine guns or something like that, but like, do you really, I mean, you don't, I mean. Unless it's like Kurt Angle, who you know is on his way out the door, do you really want to induct somebody uh who's a current active member of the roster either? Cause then, then it may, then it, I think to your fan base, it's like, well, they gotta be on their last leg. Right. So, I mean, I don't have, like, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but, uh, you know, none, nonetheless, uh, I, I mean, I think, I think it'll be good. I, I'm interested to see the, the rocks thing. Cause that's kind of cool. I, I think, uh, you know that that he's inducting him, and and I, that was his request. Uh, and I think people, a lot of people, are like, "Whoa, why is The Rock doing that?" But that was, you know, that was Ken's request that The Rock induct him. So, I mean, both of them being, you know, crucial parts of the Attitude Era. So, but yes, Justin.
0: Yeah, and people you know, about to think that you know The Rock's gonna do. People are going like, "Oh my God, you know, is The Rock on bad hands with Vince?" Like, no, like you know, The Rock's not, you know. He's not wrestling right now. You know, he could go over there. You know, he's never done really anything with TNA before. But I I think that's pretty cool. And that gets more eyes on the product, you know. So it's a win-win, you know, here for TNA and even, you know, the Rock and stuff. Because, you know, doing like a short little cameo. I mean, yeah, he's not going to be there live in the arena like – you know that'd be cool if he you know was be able to do that but you know like i said during this type of era you know this pandemic era you know you won't get that same uh you won't get that same you know experience I have a whole bunch of you know fans in the crowd and stuff um but you know I, I really like that he's actually inducting him and you know like like you said two um main stars of the ad to the era you know they they go back a long time. So I, I really actually do like that. That's actually pretty cool. But no, like The Rock and McMahon, you know, they're on really good hands with each other. I'm saying, yeah, they're just on good hands with each other. And good. I'm in good terms. That's what I'm trying to say there. Sa- same sa- you know, sa- same thing. It's, the it's the same thing. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of my thoughts on it. Um,
1: Casey, how do you feel about it?
2: I mean, I'm still con- kind of confused with the Rock thing because, like, okay, like I, I get, you know, he requested that the Rock induct him, but at the same time, like, why though? Like, I get that they ha- they have- they go way back in WWE, but they go back way or they go way back in WWE. The Rock's never been in Impact. They never worked together in Impact. There's no, there's no connection to the Rock and Impact. So why would the Rock induct Shamrock into the Impact Hall of Fame? It, that, that just doesn't make sense to me. I, I got a um, question
1: again. I mean, it's before request, you get so, before I mean, you get it, too far into it, Casey, I do have a question. So let's just say hypothetically yeah. speaking. Um, what if this is the only Hall of Fame Ken Shamrock gets inducted to wrestling wise and, and that's what he's always wanted
2: I mean first of all I think that's that, that right that in itself is a shame that in itself is a travesty for the things that that, that Shamrock has done I mean, he, you know, he was one of the guys that started the whole, like, MMA, pro wrestling, you know, crossover type thing. Um, Him and Dan Severn. Like, that right there, it's done so much for WWE. Because I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if there hadn't have been Shamrock doing that, we would not have, uh, we wouldn't have Shannon Baszler. We wouldn't have uh, um, any of the kind of MMA, uh, you know, crossovers that we we have now. We wouldn't even have that that kind of style in WWE. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
2: But. I, I mean, as far as him being inducted, I, I definitely think he deserves it. You know, he, like 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 we said, he, uh, he was there right in the beginning. He was one of the guys that, you know, helped get the company off its feet. Um, he was the first NWA TNA champion. Um, I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, he wasn't the first TNA champion, blah, blah, blah. It was, it, shut up shut up
0: it's the same it's the same company
1: well and the first tna champions already been inducted so
2: yeah and i mean you know i also i think on that point he should also be inducted into the nwa hall of fame because the nwa working with tna was such a big thing back then because until recently when, you know, the, the NWA was kind of re resurrected NWA largely had kind of been dead for a while, you know, um, until Billy Corgan, you know, came in and, and, and bought it and brought it back to life. So, I mean, the fact that, you know, uh, when they were working with Impact, Ken Shamrock was the first champion. He should get that recognition, Um, even though it wasn't technically in NWA still, um, and then also, I I do also feel like, and not to take anything away from Shamrock, but I do think that they're, they're kind of, they don't really have too many other options. Um, there, there's a few that they had, um, I was thinking about a few earlier, other guys that were, were there in the beginning, um. Jerry Lynn was there in the beginning. That you know, I could definitely see him being uh, inducted. Um, I believe Kid Cash was there. there. There was a bunch of different tag teams early on that were there. Uh, I can't think of all of them off the top of my head. What about a uh, low key? Low key, definitely. But then it's also, and this kind of goes with the AJ Styles thing too. Not only would WWE <laughs> probably not allow it, but I don't know what standard, what, you know, how he is with impact right now, because you have to remember, he didn't leave impact on great terms. You know, he was, he was tired of the crap they were dishing out that he had to deal with. He, he left, you know, so I don't know if he's cool with them now, if they're cool with him, what, you know, so right there, I, I don't know. Um, he obviously should be in the Impact Hall of Fame because he helped. He's one of their main stars that really carried that company on his back. Um, um, oh, yeah, I definitely agree with that one. But I mean, and also I'll, I'll write this down to for, so we remember because we tend to forget ideas. But I, I think that would be a good uh, six-pack since we're bringing that back um, on, you know, guys that we think should should go into the Impact Hall of Fame. Since, in a way, I feel like, obviously, WWE Hall of Fame is bigger and more prestigious. But, but I think Impact is more special in the fact that they do it for, at Bound for Glory, which is kind of their WrestleMania. Um, and also they only induct one person.
0: Yeah, see, that's one thing I have have a gripe with there. I kind of wish they inducted at least more people. Like, I mean, that kind of does make it feel special just to be inducted in one person, but I don't know. It feels, it feels weird because you, you look at the WWE Hall of Fame, that like they induct um six, seven people into the Hall of Fame, you know, that year and have a whole <laughs> bunch of different people inducting them. So it does kind
2: you know what you're right, and I think for the 20 uh for, for last year's Super Bowl, I think that not only should the uh the the what, what's that team that won, what is that team is that? who won that?
0: I can't the remember, Chiefs the, the baby. Oh, yeah,
2: them. them. Well, by that <laughs> logic, I think that the Chiefs. Should have gotten the trophy. I think that um, the rest of their division should have gotten the trophy. Um, I think that you know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I I like that Impact only does one because it makes it feel more important to that one person. Like it, mm-hmm. it shows more appreciation to them. You know, right.
1: makes it feel like it's their night. You know, it's their yeah. celebration.
2: And then. I mean, ah! Look at some of the past, like, WWE Hall of Fames. Like, you have the main person, and then you have everyone else, and you kind of forget who else was inducted. So-
0: True. I mean, and then, like, the crowd, they they'd be falling such until they that, that main person comes out, they go, like, like yeah, I definitely do agree with that. Because, like, you'd be watching the whole show, and you'd be like, okay, I'm just waiting for that, you know, like, Stone Cold to come out, you know, that, that main person the main thing, you know, guy had to be introduced to the whole thing, like that that ultimate warrior, you know, RIP warrior, but you you know, I I definitely do agree with what you're saying there, but it just kind of feels weird at some points, like, okay, can they add a little bit more people, but I I see both ways though. Um, all right,
1: well, I mean, I guess that'll do it for the discussion. Uh, and the uh, preview of Bound for Glory. Casey, did you have any more thoughts uh you know kind of on Bound for Glory, uh on Impact, I guess. In, in general just because I mean, I know we had done some reviews so you had watched some Impact uh and, and I don't know if you know the card right off the top of your head or or even uh, in any in, in any way, but um I mean, if you don't have any thoughts uh
2: then we can uh my, my thought is that they need to, uh, to to not make me spend so much money on
0: pay-per-views. They should know. Okay. I,
2: they,
0: you, you go ahead first, and I'll talk about what I'm talking about. They should
2: know that I am accustomed to the WWE Network, where I only have to pay nine ninety nine a month, and I get every pay-per-view. <laughs> Try to charge me forty nine ninety. I don't think so. Um, real real quick, uh,
1: before, I, cause I know what Justin's gonna talk about. He's gonna talk about uh, probably gonna mention Impact Plus and why they don't put the pay per views on the uh on, on there too, uh, to kind of encourage people to to want to buy the the, the subscription based uh system. Um, real quick, uh, on your screen, you guys can see uh the different avenues where you can watch us slash listen to us. Uh, I wanted to. Let you guys know if you want to watch us live. Usually, Facebook is the first place to go, um, so you know be sure to, to check that out. But uh, Justin, go ahead.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah, like you said, the point that I was, I was going to talk about so is like, why don't they the- put their pay per views, like the li- why like, why their their pay-per-views, like the big pay per views, like Bound for Glory, some Slam- anniversary Slam- on Impact Plus? I mean, I know they up, I know they uploaded like about three months later because. Yeah, the because la- they just recently put on uh, slime anniversary on Impact Plus. I know that that they put on these Impact Plus specials, but like I said, I just, you know to get more eyes on the show, like oh yeah, go buy Impact Plus, and you can still you can still have it on pay per view if you want. And this guy, more people buying the um, product. I, I I don't know. I just think it feels weird that they don't have the pay per views on here live because they have the capability you know that the um this subscription base has been out for a while and it's, you know not quite nine ninety nine a month it's like i don't know like seven ninety nine or something like that or it could do a full year which is like $71 and that's how that's how I mean, much it is for the it whole may year not, and,
1: and justin it may not be the best idea but That's remember,
0: yeah. like
1: I, I mean it, I'm saying I'm saying it may not be the best idea if like to for them to up their price a little bit where they where they would end up you would end up getting the same like getting the same amount of money for the pay-per-view as you would paying for impact plus or something like maybe charging $20 a month because it's not like they have pay-per-views every single month they have what four real pay per views a year? Like four true, like you pay to view the pay per view. Uh, and I know twenty dollars a month sounds like a crazy number uh, to us nine ninety nine lovers, but uh <laughs> but I mean that could help because then I mean they could even put in like pay per views included. But I don't know, like that's hard too because when you see WWE putting out pay per views for nine ninety nine every month, and they're put and, and I mean even when you look at it, you're getting what triple the amount of the amount of, maybe even quadruple the amount of pay-per-views uh, for the nine ninety-nine a month. It's kind of like, uh, do I really want to pay for this? <laughs> well,
2: but not only that, but with WWE, you're paying nine ninety-nine a month for every WWE pay-per-view.
0: WWE,
2: ECW, uh, ECW, um, Awa wCCW a bunch of other you no know, older promotions I can't think of all of them off the top of my head original NXt my head. NXt um
0: other specials
2: yeah like there's so much on there
0: you got original got originals also you know you got so much like these documentaries on there like new documentaries that they're making you know right. it's, it's crazy with all the content that they have.
1: Definitely Um, Yeah, it's definitely a lot
0: I Uh, mean, Impact is, you know They're making, you know Because every, you know, Impact I watch You know, I see them advertising I Go subscribe to Impact Plus You know, so they're getting more content out there But it's not as big as the WWE library Right I mean, they have these different, you know Independent promotions on there But, like like I said, it's not as big. Because, like, I mean, they got Explosion. They got, like, all the TNA pay-per-views on there from, you know, from 2004, 2000, you know, currently right now. Um, and they also, they don't, but they're not quite up to date with all the Impact weekly shows. You know, like, the uh, yeah, each weekly Impact, like, the older episodes, they're up to date with, like, the new ones, but... I know. I wish I could add more of those on there. But yeah, that's I, kind of my thoughts
1: on it, though. Yeah, I, I could I could understand that. Um, like Casey said, we're gonna try to write down some of the discussion ideas that we have, so we can actually do them. The six pack ideas that we have, so we can actually do them, uh, and maybe we'll actually uh, get them out to you guys. But uh, nonetheless, um, I, I we're definitely gonna put Adam's thoughts, uh, in here as well. We'll go to Adam's thoughts, uh, probably right about now.
3: What's going on, everybody? It's Adam Segge here. And I just want to give my thoughts on the announcement of Ken Shamrock going into the Impact Hall of Fame uh, coming up Bound for Glory. Um, I have to be honest, I like, have not been the biggest viewer of TNA Impact, whatever you want to call it, for a long, long time. But obviously, I've always wanted them to succeed. It's not that I wanted them too flat on their face to, it's just organizationally, there's been a lot of things that I have questioned, whether it came from Booker's ownership, Dixie Carter, Vince Russo, et cetera. But the one thing I can say is, every time that we think that TNA is, or impact is gonna crumble up and fold, They've managed to stick around. I mean, they've been been going at it now for, what is it, 18, 19 years? It's it's incredible. Um, So I give them all the props in the world about that. But Ken, Ken Shamrock was one of my favorites growing up in the Attitude Era. When he came on the scene, I mean, his first... His first live anything was being the special guest referee against Austin, for Austin and Hart at the um, submission match, WrestleMania 13, and had a huge impact. No pun intended. Um, you know, Brett has on the sharpshooter, he's not letting go. Shamrock picks him up and body slams his ass. Great debut. And then he actually starts having matches, and then you realize how good he is maybe not the strongest promo in the world, but you know, and I'm not trying to compare the two, but much like the, much like the Goldbergs of the world, you don't want to necessarily see him cut a promo. I know that's what Vince and company would like to see, but he was a recognizable figure. He brought that audience that watched him in the UFC for all those years makes the transition now you get him to the wwe audience and he was instantly wrecked that really doesn't make any sense but in a way i understand that was arguably that was arguably ken's best storyline angle what have you is what he was doing with the rock in the early part of 98 the um the match of the royal rumble where it looks like ken beats him but the rock had hit Shamrock with the brass knucks and put it back in Ken's tights. Flip it to the other side. One, two, three. Rock sells that he got hit from uh, from the brass knucks and they find it. It was you know creative little angle. Then WrestleMania, Ken wins again, but when let go of the, of the ankle lock, reverses the decision and that leads on to King of the Ring, where Ken gets his crowning moment no pun intended but i don't know it's just to me i wish there was a way that they've could have they could have mended fences and and get him on track whatever because to me he was prime to be a champion of some sorts a world champion he would be he was IC etc but i mean you know have a run with the belt and and to me he could have had a great program with austin but but that's just me but i'm I appreciate I appreciate that the efforts by TNA to make this happen. Um, I hope the I hope the ceremony ceremony goes well. I hope Bound for Glory is a a great pay per view. Um, it's the ultimate winners in all this is the fans. You need to see a a great a great uh, wrestler like Ken, which again he's multifaceted. Mixed martial arts, wrestling, and that's the other thing that people need to remember is that before UFC was a thing, Ken wrestled. And I had even forgotten that he was in TNA in the early years and won the NWA championship. So, I mean, accolades galore, you know, worldwide figure, you know, recognizable figure in the mixed martial arts world and in the pro wrestling world. Um, so congrats to Ken and I said, I hope the pay-per-view goes well. And like I said, the ultimate winners are the fans. So
1: anyway, um, you know, but other than that, if you haven't, uh, actually we'll, we'll just bloop it up at the end, I guess. Uh, we'll, we'll bloop it up at the end, kind of give you something to, to, to leave, leave you with some thoughts maybe. Uh, you know, I mean, who, who knows? I might put it at the beginning and you're going to be like, what he said, the, he said to, uh, <laughs> but, uh, But anyway, um, if you haven't already, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash ICW Podcast. You can see all the ways you can see, uh, you know, watch us, listen to us. Um, The Instaclass Wrestling Podcast. Obviously, you can Google us. We are Googleable.